Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back, film fans. This is Beer, Bourbon, and a Movie. I'm Tawana. And I'm Vaughn. And we're two filmmaking cinephiles dedicated to the art of film, the taste of a good beverage, and everything in between. Oh, just everything. <laughs> we're glad you're back, people. So grab a seat, film fans, beer drinkers, and bourbon lovers alike. This is episode 72. 72. Ha <laughs> We're going to be reviewing The Harder They Fall And Doom So what are we going to be sipping on today? Well today I'm drinking peanut butter cups Oh yes you are A lot of peanut butter cups And (laughs) um I'm kidding It's called Gunner's Daughter from the Mass Landing Brewing Company. Uh, they're out of uh, Westbrook, Maine, um, and it's pretty damn tasty. Uh, their whole tagline with it is that um, they are, are, are milk stout, sorry, <laughs> brewed with natural flavors. So they're brewed with uh, natural flavors that evoke flavors of peanut butter, coffee, chocolate, um, and without any of those ingredients that it's actually nut-free, and it contains lactose. So if you have a peanut allergy, you might be all right. I mean, I would check. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't don't sue me. I don't have money. Yeah, I wouldn't mess with You'll me. never get a dime. Don't do it. But I would say if it has just natural flavors, it says it's nut-free. I would, I would go see because I, I, you know it's on a list somewhere, wherever you check to make sure things are nut-free. Um. It says ABV of uh, 5.5, and it's a beautifully aromatic and balanced milk stout with delicious notes, as I mentioned, of peanut butter, coffee, dark chocolate. Uh, Their notion is that this dark mystical beer uh, nodes to the long passage legends of our region seafarers, hence the gunner's daughter. Um, You know, ships, whatnot. Uh, that's, That's the extent of my knowledge. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> about chips But I will say uh, I really do enjoy it um, I don't think you have a lot of these But it's a nice sipping drink You know It's nice looking It's dark yes. um, it's Near black, black appearance Yeah mm-hmm. With um, a modest Fading tan head uh, Looks really nice It has great aroma of, Like I said Like Reese's Yeah I mean you could I, I feel like you could cook with it Yeah I think that or you make could make a float I think you could probably for sure make a float. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, good heavy mouth. Oh, not heavy, but medium mouthfeel. Um, but I wouldn't say it was heavier, but I'd say yeah, medium. It was, definitely, it was a little too much for me. Um, I get milk. I get cream. It's uh, it's decadent, but not overly sweet to me. Good mouth finish. I mean, I think it would be great in a float. I think it would be great if it was coffee and not a beer. Um, probably. But, okay. But maybe you could... But yeah, as a, as a float of some kind... As a float of some time, this would be great. Or a coffee ice cream. Well, I picked it also because mm. it's black, right? Black I, is beautiful. Black's beautiful. The harder, the harder they fall, yeah. black like people look day. beautiful all day yes, in there. Yes, um, Gunner's daughter, a lot of ball-hitting girls in there. Powerful gun-toting chicks. All right, yes. You know, <laughs> I loved it. 
female representation on a on a level of of fifty five in their in their various forms. Yes. Um. And so I thought this would be a nice a nice try. So I think if you're looking for something in the winter, that's um much to no carbonation, but a little bit of a desserty beer. I said, go get this. Have this, you know, yeah. around a fire pit yeah. with some s'mores. Yeah. Do right, s'mores, little graham cracker, mm-hmm. little marshmallow. You might not need the chocolate, right? That's but if true. you know, if you want to fuck with some more peanut butter, you go get a Reese's bar, and then you put that instead of the plain chocolate. Oh, okay, all right now. It's tasty. I mean, get get with it. Get with it. It's the winter. We got We got to go in. What you got, Ron? <laughs> well, since I'm on a, a Western team theme today and yes. we're, we're dealing in the fall of the year, I decided to bring back our famous uh, apple cider yes. warm beverage drink. And this time we're going to be doing it with uh, American Prairie Bourbon, you know, High West. But this right. time we're going to do the bourbon blend. Before right. when we reviewed uh, High West, we did the rye. The rye, yeah. So I think it was time to bring back the bourbon and just to try this. And once again, it's from Park City, Utah, which, and you know I'm I'm really not a fan of bourbons outside of you know Kentucky, Kentucky. but you know this one this one works with this uh, with one the theme of the show, but also with this wonderful warm beverage that we're having because it's literally 92 proof. One thing I'm really interested about this one is that it's a mix of blends of of, of bourbon whiskeys, and they're aged right. from anywhere from two years to 13 years and um which is kind of interesting but i'm like okay so they just kind of threw everything in there but once again it's 75 percent corn to uh 20 rye you know barley malt and all that kind of stuff that they got going on in here that makes it a bourbon but at least you know it's it's good to the taste it has a funny thing about it it has that um the notes of it are that it has an appley caramely Mm-hmm. kind of flavor to it. It looks like caramel when you look at it in the bottle. The bottle is great. It has an old school western kind of design like blown glass. Yeah. Um, and a big cork. A big, big wooden cork. cork. On the top. So, you know, it's one of those things. It's relatively priced. I, I think it was something like 35 bucks. So, it's not too yeah. overpriced to, to find in the store. Nothing. We got it in Jersey though. Right. So, it might, can, be might be a little Might be a little more in New York, York but because um, we have a luxury tax here. But, uh, as I said, it's it's nice. It's, it's good to sip on. One of my coworkers, she had former coworkers, she had recommended High West some time ago, and like I said, we just brought it back because of our Western theme today. But um, it's it's a nice one. I think it's something you could try. It wouldn't be the front of the bar for me. It'd be something in the back and something I would serve to guests. But um, you know, hey, why not? And like I said, you know, enjoying the sip, and I think our our. our uh, Producer extraordinaire Chauncey even likes it a little bit. So, you know, <laughs> thank you, Chauncey, for being here today and uh, helping us out. Absolutely. You know, so I think it's something to get us started. It keeps you nice and warm for those long fall nights and those winter evenings, all cuddled up and nestled up watching a movie. So, this is it. Yes, so, yes. This cheers. Is cheers, cheers, cheers. So, let's crack open these movies. Which one do you want to start with, Tawana? Uh, yeah, I think we agreed to the harder. The harder they fall. Mm. So, production note. This may have some spoilers for the harder they fall. So, I would recommend that you pause this 
watch the film if you have not seen it and care about spoilers. Because we are going to dig a little into some of the things we did not agree with about the film. And another note, we were not over the moon with the rest of the world about this film. <laughs> so definitely not. if the hateration <laughs> starts, bring it on. No, I'm just kidding. Just, just understand that. <laughs> you may not agree if you was in love with this <laughs> Right. Yeah, folks were all over me because... You know, it's interesting because when it, give them the synopsis first. Um, so I'll give you a very brief synopsis. Uh, when the out when an outlaw discovers his enemy is being released from prison, he reunites his old gang to seek revenge in this new yet old western. Mm. Okay. Directed by James Samuel, who is also known as the Bullet. Uh, I guess it's a British thing because he's a British black British filmmaker. Um, starring all our favorites, Jonathan Majors yep. from Lovecraft, uh, Country. Lovecraft Country, Zazie Beats from Atlanta. Yep. Um, and RJ, she was also in The Joker. She was also in The Joker, yes. Mm-hmm. RJ Seiler, um, Eddie Gathergy, uh, DeWanda Wise from uh, yes. She's Gotta Have It, right? Um, Damon Wayans. An underground, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, of uh, who could who could forget that? Uh, <laughs> uh, Regina King, uh, Lakeith Stanfield, mm-hmm. pronunciating like a mother now. Yes, he um, is. and and Idris Elba. Yep. I don't need to mention where these guys have been. And, and, and on and on and on. Delroy. Uh, Del, yes, Delroy Lindo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many. Right. Um, Michael Beach. Michael Beach, yes. Michael Beach was also in it. Um, this, God, there's so many to mention. <laughs> black folk getting paid. I'm happy about that. Black folk getting paid. I'm happy to see them acting and working. There were some newcomers like RJ, um, Siler, Daniel Deadweller, who played uh, Coffee. Yes. Um, and see Delroy. I'm trying to see if I missed anyone. I don't think I think did. that's it. I don't think we did. Alice Smith, but she was brief. That little brief <laughs> cameo she did in the in I the, love in the to brothel. See Alice with her beautiful voice. I didn't even recognize her, but you pointed her out. I great. totally recognized her. But anyway, um, so what did you think about the film? I'll okay, let you start. All right, so I was very excited about this film. I've been posting about this film on our on our Facebook page for some time because I've been looking forward to it because there was so much buzz in Hollywood about one the film being made. And, you know, Jay-Z and, and whoever else being... James Lasseter. And James Lasseter being behind the, the pr- producers. producers of it. And, you know, Idris being involved and, and Regina being involved. And it was and, and then Jonathan Major. So I think that, you know, there was a whole lot of excitement about it. And then where it was going to be, whether it was going to be in the movie theaters or it was going to be streamed or, you know, all this. There was so much talk about where it was going to be and who was going to get the rights to it. And so, you know... Um, HBO was it HBO Max? No, Netflix. Netflix. Netflix got the rights to the film, which is great because more people will now have access to see. Yes, it, which is absolutely fantastic. Absolutely. Um, and and I'm a fan of a good old spaghetti western. I I lived for, Absolutely. you know, a fistful of dollars. Hang good, them high. Hang them high. The good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, the bad, the ugly. All of that. I lived for that as a kid. Absolutely. So I was very ready for this one and I love hearing stories about black cowboys 
and cowgirls. Because we existed. Because we were there. Because, you know, like everything else in America, we did it. We made it happen in order for everybody else to reap the benefits of it. So that being said, I sat down with my my co-lead here to watch this film last night. All excited, ready to go. I'm ready to go. Amped up, feeling good, you know, little libation feeling running through the veins right. and even more amped. Even and more. I said, okay, this is going to be great. Okay. The first 15, 20 minutes, out of this world. I'm like, I'm, I'm in. I'm going to even say 30. I'm I was, I was all 30. posting in, telling the film fans, oh, we going, we going in. This is going to be fun. Blah, 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 blah. So ready. Boom, boom, boom. That 30 minutes passed. I'm going to give Tawana the 30 minutes benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to go to sleep. I was like, what the hell is this? It just yeah. went from, it was so good. Yeah. And then it was just a, a flat line. Full of exposition For and the dryness. next 40 minutes. And I'm just like, well, what, what, can, is, is nobody else going to die? Like, what, nothing else is going to happen? And, and I mean, it's not like. Those god awful um, Hobbit films where they were walking through the woods for hours and days, right. you know. So I'm expecting some action, and you got all these huge, very popular actors and actresses doing their thing. I've never disappointed with any of them, right? Never. So I just knew that I, I couldn't even stop all the action from happening in this film. And then, you know. I posted on it, and people in in Facebook were trying to come at me because they're like, you don't understand a Western, and Westerns are slow. I've seen a million Westerns in my damn life. And I'm like, and And I- WPIX in my life. And get this, Tawana and I actually went to film school where we studied theory and principle around filmmaking. And the thing is, the story was slow as fuck. So my thing is, if you're going to try to tell us a story- Tell us a story, and it can actually be interesting. And there were so many elements that, yes, it was beautifully shot, and Tawana's going to get into all the details around the the beauty of the shooting and all of that. But I needed needed the story to come together a little quicker. Mm -hmm. And why was the best half, the last half of the movie... Where you got all the detail, Which like, is like the last half hour, right? And I'm just like, well, so this I had movie to, was an hour long, right? I had to sit through <laughs> <Basically>. this thing. <laughs> I had to sit through all of this, and it was over two hours. Yes, I had to sit through this, and Dune was three, and I got more from Dune. I swear so to I'm God, that like, was fun. I don't understand, and it's just like, tell me this story, and this story actually was interesting. Terrific ending. Right. Terrific beginning. Absolutely. And I'm just like, well, <laughs> what happened to the middle? And and the thing is... Can't work the middle. When you're at home, and this is the problem with, with, with films happening during the pandemic, people have to understand, we're not trapped in a the theater where we can't really move. You know, you're you, where you're constantly being focused on the screen yes. and, and you're, you don't have the distractions of being at home. But if I'm sitting up at home on my couch... I could think of a thousand things I could do when I'm bored watching a totally movie or, you know, doing things, you know, a million. I could right. be on my phone. I could have went to the bathroom. I could have cooked food. Uh-huh. You understand? There were so many other Which things I could be doing disrespectfully. Right. So it's just like you have to in, in this <laughs> environment that we live in right now, you have to keep people's attention. And, you mm-hmm. know, we, we all have the attention span of a two year old thanks to social media. So it's, it's just like you gonna have to bring it. And so. 
that's the problem that I had with the story initially. Would I actually watch this again? No. But I would tell other people to watch it, and apparently people are loving it, which is good. I want them to make all the money. Yeah, I want them to make do all it. the money. I don't really care. You know, make the money. At not least Tyler Perry ain't making it. Fuck it. Yeah, make the money. Hate. Hating on him, but not not make you. the money. Get uh, get, get your coins. Bullets. And, and I want Regina to direct the next one. Right. We'll get into that. One. So that's coming. So Tawana, I'm gonna let you take it from here. I will say. <clears throat> I'm gonna make another drink because that this, this was stylish. Got me I, think, in my feels. I think I think you know, get him one too, get Chauncey one too. I got you, Chauncey. Give him a little bit of heat over there. I got you. Um, I will say, this was stylish, beautiful, beautiful. The color, brutal, everything just amazing. Brutal, yes, fantastic. Love a brutality yes. lace film when we're dealing with the wild wild west. Um. But also overlong and with not much character resonance. The characters were not built, and that's where the boredom comes in. If you want people to be invested in a film, you have to bring in the character structure. You had a lot of people in this film, and you had a lot of character. Now, you waited until mid-film to give us Regina's character development. We got sporadicness about Mary until it came out of her own mouth. We got all of, and I did say this was a spoiler, so, I mean, I may bounce in and out. So, sorry, pause. I'm, I'm not kidding. Jonathan Majors, Nat Love, we got a lot of him at the beginning. And then there were all these other people that we had no idea about. So there was, uh, what was his name? Buckworth or, uh, I'm sorry. That's, it's so much. I'm sorry. I'm, oh, Beckworth. I'm sorry. Beckworth, there was Bill Pickett, which they just popped in after the trauma of the great beginning. They just popped up. No explanation. None, nothing of who they were, where they belonged. We saw some of their skill sets. I still don't know where the fuck Beckworth came from. And he was a skilled young man, but he was he was lost and he had one passion. And eventually that was done. We have no idea where coffee came from, quite honestly, which was a masculine of center woman in the wild, wild west. I'm assuming that's how she fit in and got to survive. Right. Mary, beautiful feminine woman. Um, who was a stage coach. Uh, she was called stage coach Mary. She was a stage coach driver. Uh, there were several lieutenants in Rufus Buck, which is uh, uh, Idris Elba's gang, that would have been interesting to find out what Lakeith was. He had a lot to say. He talked a lot. We mm-hmm. assumed he... he There was an eloquence to him, so we assumed he had a, a bit of an education for... For that time, um, we knew what happened to Trudy, but we didn't find out till way later. Uh, I just think, like, oh, uh, also, um, what was the comedian who was uh, from the Old Spice commercial? From the Old Spice commercial, I'm so sorry, don't know his name. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, it's a lot of people in this movie. Um, oh, Dion Cole, yes, he played Willie Willie Esco. Um, didn't know a lot about him. 
And you know, I didn't realize Bill Pickett was in it. You know, he's a famous rodeo. That's what I cowboy. said. Bill Pickett, very famous. Bill Pickett was played by Edie Gath- Gathergy, right? The guy with right. the shotgun. Very, very, very famous. famous. You gave him no love, right? So you just threw, the, you just kind of threw this hodgepodge of characters together, pulled out a couple of names you thought would be interesting, and said, "Okay, so Trudy is somebody, Mary is somebody, Bill is somebody." But you made Bill a third character. Right. Um, Nate Love and Rufus Black. You know, the other controversy with this film is that um, they had a lot of controversy with the casting of the film because uh, Stagecoach Mary was not a light-skinned woman. She was not very attractive. She was not how she's portrayed in this film. Okay. She she was more... She was more of... Um, she was more like coffee? She Yeah, she was more like coffee and she yeah. was more... I would say around the lines of um, my girl from um, my girl Sojourner, not Sojourner Truth, but what's the other one from Underground? But they had a whole thing about hit her head. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's a nine one one. But her name is uh, but the character. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, old school sister uh, uh, it, who it, saved us. She was oh, saving. No. She was saving. Slaves and bringing yeah. them across Canada and all kind of stuff. I can't remember. What? We are such bad black people. Bad so black people black right people. now. But anyway, but the anyway. point was... Also, Cynthia Erivo played her right. too. Right, yes. Um, Why can't we remember her? Oh, God. Harriet Tubman, Harriet sorry. Harriet Tubman. I am so oh sorry. Oh, my God. I'm Harriet. so sorry. Harriet, <laughs> Harriet, I'm so sorry. I will Harriet lash. Tubman. I will beat myself for that. <laughs> I'll beat myself later. Yes, but, yes. But... So, so she was more like Harriet Tubman's so the character. That, right, in, in her visual appearance. In her visual appearance. So there was a whole thing about I'm sure why. I'm her body, too, in why her is, personality. Why is Hollywood, in their casting of these films of real people, always going for the out of the... But we're not surprised by that, are you we? You know, oh, not at all. I'm surprised Regina King got to be Regina King, because they didn't doll her not up. Not at all. She got to be her really, her true self, powerful, strong woman, um... Lives by her own rules. You know, and, and one thing about the women and men of this time, it was a very hard life it to live. It was a very hard life to, to live. Go from, to go from being one of the enslaved people or descendants of them and then trying right. to move from the South all the way across country. Right. Back in those days when you were dealing with, you know. In one, all the various areas, right? Right. When so we went left, we went right, right. we went north. When you're dealing with all of the... Oppression East, and, and, and crazy ass white folk trying to kill yes. you constantly, and and then they yes. were you know they were also but I guess they because they were so busy trying to kill all the Native Americans they just ignored us for a minute when we were going cross country, oh, yeah, which is minute. which is fine. But you know, like I said, I think that I think that this this there was so much that could have really been in, in all that empty space that we weren't filling up with good character I mean, development. We were. It we, could have happened there where we, we we learned some more about these people and their right. journeys to getting us there. Right. And you know, as we were Tawana and I basically rewrote the script and and came up Pretty with some much. new ideas about Pretty how much. we could have gotten to a different place. Yes. You know about this by this film, and I was like, okay. Basically, the beginning and the end could have connected a lot better in the center. Through a variety of flashbacks, we thought through a variety of like you know memories of some sort. Um, we needed something to link us. Also, if you didn't want to do that because you were afraid about like spoiling the twist, right? Which really people aren't dumb, but some are, but most people aren't. 
you you Some you are, really though. could have you really could have bigged up the characters in general. There were so many characters that you could have really spoke about. And the richness of their lives. The richness I mean, just, of their lives. Just, I mean, they lived in vibrant, beautiful towns that were covered in color and culture. These people were in suits. Mm-hmm. They were full of music right. and, and, and color. And we didn't get the food, but there was bourbon. Excuse me. There was uh, there was bourbon. There was color. There was dancing. Music there was everywhere. music. There was a skill of all sorts. So why can't we discuss how we got there right. and how these women were like running whole saloons? Right. And variety. Mary had like four different businesses. Right. Exactly. So explain to me how that works back then. Right. Um. And so where she was negotiating deals to buy other businesses. She was negotiating deals to buy other businesses um, and had owned businesses in several other black towns, I'm assuming. Right. Right. Uh, Because, of course, she can do it in the white town. But, yeah, I don't I don't understand. And then for them to really big up um, Mary and Trudy and to sort of demean coffee a little bit, they gave her power at the beginning and then said a couple of lines that felt a little homophobic. Right. Um, which I wasn't really surprised at because men wrote this. They were just unnecessary. <laughs> so they were and unnecessary they were pieces. And they were actually, it, to me in watching it, it struck me because I was like, well, why are we even having this moment? They shouldn't have had that moment. The moment shouldn't have happened It at felt all. juvenile and immature. Right. And, and yes. And, and then, we'll, and that was the and then from there, I'll jump into the fact that everyone did their job in this film except for the filmmakers. Right. The director... He also wrote it with Boaz uh, Yamin, Yasmin, I think his name is. I really don't care about mispronouncing it at that point because I'm pretty annoyed by the job he did. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. Care. Boaz Yankin. I'm sorry. He wrote the screenplay along with James Samuel, who also wrote the screenplay and wrote the screen story. Okay. So, yeah. I, I think you... I don't really care. I think that you were really concerned about patting yourself on the back a lot because there are some moments in the film in which you were making things that were already abundantly evident, like the the white white town, town, the white town that was covered in white, white people, white fences, white streets, white horses, white sand, white sand, white houses. Okay, and then we had the title card. We knew said, it was the white town that right. you had that Idris Elba just told us about. Right, and then you put the name in the title card and then in parentheses a white town. Right, are we who, stupid? Who needed to know that it was that's a white? That's not funny. I mean, you literally saw every single white. person I think you thought that was funny in the film, and it was nowhere near funny. I think the two of you were hanging out in a room. And it was like, ah, oh, this is so fucking funny. Do it again. Right. Put it. Put it in the edit. Right. No, it wasn't funny. Um, I could. Okay, so let me explain. I'm not just some bougie bitch talking some shit. When you learn film and when you understand what the structure of film, I'm a little bougie, but I could be a hood too. Yes. I'm I'm a mix. Cheers. I'm Cosby Show and 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 good times all day. Cheers. That's right. All right. So you know, I could play poker and I could you know enter. Play spades. I could play spades, and I could speak in a Western train, and I, and I could enter good spaces. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. The point I'm making is, 
when making film, film is a language of images, right? We control our minds through the images we create and how we link them together via cuts, which are editing cuts, to tell the story, to dictate your mood. The music does that as well. We're going to get into the music. Yeah, the music's a um, character. The music dictates the tone and mood as well. And then actors are the people that convey the dialogue. And then you have the cinematographers that do the filming that bring it all together in one great potpourri of craft. Now, when you do that, you already infer that the audience has a certain amount of intellect that they can reach into and use as a resource to understand where you're coming from. When you do things like this, like put title cards up, that infer that we don't get it's a white town, or you use narration in abundance, or skip through time without allowing us to understand where we started, began, and sat in the middle of, which is what you did here, you are inferring that we are dumb. We won't get the film without your constant iterances of what needs to be known in terms of understanding the film. We pretty much got it. Yeah. You did this a lot. And if you really need to do that, there's a script problem. Which is why we say we didn't have a problem with the film. We had a problem with the filmmakers. We had a problem with the director, and we had a problem with the screenwriters, which are kind of one and the same. Also, we had a problem with the producers, who no doubt had a soundtrack in place before this movie was created. That definitely could happen. Um, Because... With the with the exception of Bob Marley, Nas track, "The Promised Land," which I'm a huge fan of that distant cousin distant cousins album, they put that in as there was an entrance into a town into Redwood. Is that the town? Redwood, Idris Elba's town. He came home. They play "The Promised Land." Okay, great, fantastic. And the Promised Land cuts off when they arrive at where they go. Perfectly placed, perfectly situated, on and off switch done. Does not take over the scene, adds as a character to the scene, and gives us the information we need that he has arrived home. Mm-hmm. The other one was, I don't have the name for this, but it was a Fela Kutu track. Okay? Afro Beats King. Yep. Okay? Fela was Amazing. Real. That was a great track. And it was track. perfectly used. Perfectly used, perfectly placed. To include the ending, which included fight scenes, shootouts. And the very beginning where he's talking. Where he's talking and even he's laying made, down this, this battle, basically. He's laying down the beginning of the battle. And it's so good. And it's so nice. And it's appropriately anchored in the film. After that, there was way too much fucking music. We are not at a concert. We did not need all the dialogue in the music. Music has lyrics sometimes. You could have used the orchestral music like Spike Lee does, like other filmmakers does with Terrence Blanchard, and use it as a resource. It becomes a character onto itself. You could listen to an entire playlist of Spike Lee's work and understand exactly where things were placed. Right, and it sets the mood. It the sets tone. the mood, the heightened emotion. Mm-hmm. We did not need reggae 15 times in this film. Yeah. We did not need... Soul music was aptly placed, but then the lyrics overshot the, the, the performances 
and the imagery of what was taking place. And then we were like, what the fuck? Are we listening to music? Are we watching a movie? Right. At every moment when someone mentioned something to someone, there was a, a playlist. Right. We didn't need and it, it. And, it, and it. And it wasn't even like, you know how some things turned into like a music video? Yes. This didn't even turn into like a music video. It was just... Here's a song, and it was and it was very loud. Like the music became very loud, and it took over the entire scene. Became a character, and it wasn't it wasn't cool. And I think about films that really did music well. Yes, you know, and we can go all the way back to Saturday Night Fever. Yes, and films like that where music was such an important. Remember when we did the when we did the film a couple of years ago called Climax? Yes. Which had a lot of music and a lot music, of music drove the story because yes. they were at a party. They were at a right? party, yes. So, but it's like, but the music doesn't take away from what was happening, and people were literally dying. Yeah. In that movie, so it was just like, okay, but I got, I don't, and then I don't know why this song is here. Like you don't, the song didn't do anything. Some songs don't work. Some songs don't work. Also, there's no need for lyrical songs. Right. Because I don't want to have moments. to hear all these words because they're, they're, it's not like it's set back in no. this Western time. These no. are modern songs. And I get it. And to your point, as we were discussing earlier, Underground right. was very well at doing this. Right. Also, M- Misha Green's also other film, I mean, other show rather, um, Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. Also aptly used music. Yes, they did. It became a character, but knew when to come in and come out. Right. It aptly created created the environment, but also moved the story forward. Right. And it was a nice blend. And I see what they were trying to do, an old style spaghetti western, but add, you know, current elements. Right. Fantastic. Amazing. But you have to know when it ends. And That's it can't sure. the show can't be led by a playlist. This is not rent. <laughs> you know, we're not looking yeah, for one thousand twenty five hundred six hundred minutes. Like we're not looking for that. Okay, you want to tell us they're home? Cool. You want to make it a love scene? Cool. But that's it. Oh my we ain't looking God. for that. It's too oh much. You did too much. All right. Now <laughs> that we've got clowned them enough on their insecurity. Yes. All right. I can now talk about. The art. Now let's let's talk about the art because we gotta. Okay, gotta get we it gotta wrap it up a little bit. Yeah. So the credits I thought were great, very reminiscent of spaghetti westerns. Uh, some of the cuts were as well, really yeah, interesting. Some cool shots. Yeah, really interesting. Some um, the good, the bad, the ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, really love those 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 sort of placements. Uh, like I said, music was misplaced. Um, also thought, um, apart from what was. In direction, I thought the art direction was amazing. Yes, beautiful. These two films, beautiful, fantastic. Give mm-hmm. them all the Oscars. Yeah, beautiful. Really aptly done. Love the nuance of details. There were black people in the photos yes. in the black homes. Right. There was black on the, culture. On the, on the wall. The the wallpaper right. was mm-hmm. fucking yes. amazing in some yes. scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the 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 nuances that existed in this film in terms of the art. Their right. clothing. If you notice, Mary had that pop of blue all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. It was a handkerchief around her neck. Then it was like some sort of smock. Right. Um, they fought in color, bright, beautiful, vibrant color. Right. And um, the blood was just like the rich. blood. 
their the eye their eye color between uh, Regina King and there was a a a cowboy who had green eyes as well. Hers is sort of brownish, but he had green eyes, bright blue green eyes. Amazingly shot. All those places are fantastic. Mm-hmm. So costume, makeup, hair, uh, art direction, bravo to you. You succeeded and, and blew us away. Right. You made this come to life in a most beautiful way. With that, I will say cinematography. Cinematography was absolutely amazing. I'm also very slow because I was yelling about nonsense when I should have been on my cinematography <laughs> shit. Because this man, how, how I fucked that up. Oh, his name is Mahal. I'm so sorry, Mahal. Malamara okay. Jr.? Sure. I'm going to give him that. That's it. I'm so sorry, sir. Bucharest Romanian. Okay. Um, famous for... Understand filmmaking. The master, yes. Eastern European country is very good at cinematography. Uh, Jojo Rabbit, The Heart of the Fall, um, and uh, Walk Amongst the Tombs, and so on and so forth. Oh, wow. I mean, if you knew of The Master, if you're aware of how The Master was shot, that was shot on 70 millimeter film. That is a very large piece of work. Uh, it means it's so vast that you could see everything, and it's just such a beautiful quality of work. Uh, fantastic. Congratulations to you, sir, for making this look visually stunning and giving black people such a beautiful, rich life to be in. Um, I will just say this. You coming off very Django-ish, though. Okay? I get it. You and Quentin Tarantino are operating from the same playbook in terms of copying spaghetti westerns. Totally get it. And yes, Django was not perfect. But you know why we like Django? We like the characters in Django. We like Jamie Foxx. Yep. We like... Christoph... Um, Christoph Waltz. Waltz. yes. We like Sam Jackson, of course. Mm-hmm. We like Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, and I love Kerry Washington. We love Kerry Washington so sweet in this mm-hmm. film. But we, we didn't even fucking pay attention to Tarantino. But... The point was, you missed that nuance in this film. That character structure could have existed here. And I say, go watch it. Enjoy yourself. Give me a number. Give me a number. My opinion is not yours. One to five. (sighs) One to five. Three and a half, four. Okay, three and a half, four. Three and a half to four. I can really I'm, going, I'm going with a three and a half because that, that long, unnecessary middle. We lost, we lost like an easy hour. Yeah. Because that, that it was two and some change. That was too much. That was, was too, too much long. for me. For what I for the reward that I got at the right. end, the that was actually too much for me. Was so, over the top. Uh, but you know what? Live your best life. Watch it. And actually, I want some folks to do some actual research. Look into... Black people out in the West, right? You know, let's let's do our little research a little bit. Let's let's find, let's out, who find they out about were. these real people, okay? Because contrary to popular opinion, there were black people in the West, and you know there was other things that happened between slavery and and uh, civil rights. So let's check some of those things out. And um, you know, like I said, and you know, listen to some cool music if you want to listen to some cool. I music. mean, the soundtrack's probably amazing, yeah. but. 
I'm a pass. I'm going to say that it just needed to chill. I'm a pass. So let's jump into Dune. Jump into Dune. I don't know how much how much justice I could pay Dune. I mean, I like Dune, and I'm a Dune fan, but I'm sure there's some geeks that are on level like 205 yes. that read the book. So that first one, 59,000 times. Yes. And then watch this in detail. They got blue contacts. They live in a whole Dune life in Comic-Con next year. Right. They're going to do it. I get it. What I'm going to say is Dune was amazing. For three hours, I didn't feel like I lost a skip, not a beat. Mm-hmm. And I will say, Denny Villeneuve. Mm-hmm. Oof. The director. The director. He's French-Canadian, so yes. f- forgive me. I'm sorry. Also um, from... Uh, he's from Canada. Yes, I know where he's French from. French-Canadian. other big film. Oh, well, yes, yes, yes. He did Blade Runner. Yes. He also remade that one as well. Right. Um, and so I'll read the synopsis just Thank a little. Help us out. Yes, yes, yes. Featured adaptation of Frank Herbert's science fiction novel about the son of a noble family entrusted with the protection of the most valuable asset and most vital element in the galaxy. Directed by Denny. Um, written by Denny. Uh, several other people. Starring Timothy Chalamet. Rebecca Ferguson, yes. Zendaya, yes. Um, Oscar Isaac, love them. Jason Momoa yeah. without a beard, loving his face. He was great. Stalin Skarsgård, James. I'm sorry, Josh Brolin. He mm-hmm. got his own. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, and me know. Javier Bardeen, yes. Dave Bautista, Charlotte Rampling. Um, Charlotte Rampling was in it. She was. The, oh, she had the. Veil. She was the mother. She had the. Veil she was on. the Reverend Mother. Okay. Yes. Reverend yes, yes. Mother Monaghan. I couldn't even recognize it with all the, the veil. Okay, yeah. got it. Um, Love her. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, cinematography by this list is super duper long. <laughs> cinematography by Craig Frazier. Of course, music by Hans Zimmer. Right. Could, could be no other. Yeah. Um, it sounds like a Hans Who's Zimmer previously book. done films similar to yep. this? Big Rogue scale. One, mm-hmm. Zero Dark Thirty, Vice, uh, right. Batman, on and on and on. The Mandalorian. This yeah. guy was already apt to do films like this. Yeah, that's his life. Yes, that's his life. Um, fantastic film. Yep. So, okay, so this is a very complex detailed story the story is basically an emperor if you don't know the story I'm going to layman this out for you right an emperor runs the universe right the galaxy in this particular place he wants one particular family the Harkonnens who has run the spice trade forever to stop making money and replace them with the Atreides, which is a noble family. Knowing that they would fail, he then sets up a bit of a mini war, a, a civil war, if you will, between these two families. And chaos ensues. And we go from there, following this heroine, Paul Atreides, and his mother... Played by Rebecca Ferguson, Lady Jessica Atreides. The hero. 
she is also the hero. These films had some powerful women leads. Um, first of all, Rebecca Ferguson is the shit, okay? If you don't know Rebecca, try, just for instance, just doing Mission Impossible, Fallout, come on, you know, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, The Greatest Showman, um, she's known for uh, Dr. Sleep, she played Rose the Hat, remember Rose the Hat? Tawana has such a love for this woman. I, I, I really. Even, I'm so glad she was able to get through the film. Okay, because I know how much she loves this woman. Girl on the train, like yeah. she's just she's just a, a very great actress. Yeah, she is. She is and not taking anything from her. Not taking anything. She's an from amazing her. actress. She's an amazing actress. Um, we thought it was good. Well, I thought it was a good film. Yes. Uh, I thought it ran well. I thought within the three hours it played, we got so much from it. We got. Uh, location, which for one, stunning. Um, stunning, shot in the Middle East. All the all the sand, the scale of it alone, the scale of it alone, shot in the Middle East. Um, the other one was uh, Budapest, mm-hmm. was shot in studio in Budapest. So all those beautiful interiors mm-hmm. that were shot in their studios there. Um, highly, 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 big, big props for art direction. Yep, and costume. costume. Those costumes were amazing. Amazing. Um, acting, like I said, Charlemagne. Timothy Charlemagne. I'm going to yeah. talk about him in a minute. Yes, you please. guys, go ahead. Um, uh, Ferguson. Uh, Zendaya's in there, but she only in there a little bit at the end, so I'm sorry. Well, you know, you we actually going, she'll hear be her. In part two. She'll be in part two. You hear her monologue throughout the whole thing. You hear her monologue, but we know that she's going to be the right. star in, and, in two. And she's so... Her 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 imagery is, is driving through the whole film in the very yeah, beginning. Yeah, drives through the so entire you film. See her a lot. It's just how yeah, because he has a bit of he has dreams and sort uh, of flashbacks right, about her. So it's going to be interesting to see where it goes. What I think about it when I think about it, one scene I, I just keep seeing Ferguson as she's walking through the, that desert and her her gown. Yeah, her train of her, her gown is, is just. Flowing, flowing in the wind, and she's and so, just so six she, feet long. She's she's just gliding through the ground, you know, and it's just really great that I think that it's it's an interesting movie because it takes me back to the eighties because I actually remember watching the the original Dune with um, with uh, the, I can't remember the actor's name for some reason it just it, it slips my mind right now. But anyway, the original Dune Dune was so. The detail around it and the fact that Sting was in it and all these other big name stars at the time were in it in the 80s. So it was good to see this one to bring a, a fresh light to that story because I refused. I, I decided definitely not to go back and watch the original film because I didn't want it to cloud my judgment on 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 this new one again. So I and I was able to watch it at seven o'clock in the morning because I wanted to make sure I had a clear study of it before we did the show today but I, I really what I enjoyed about the film was the fact that when it looked so good the story was so well done I think that Timothy is is going to be one of those actors that's going to be around for a long time because he takes he's not trying to be he's not trying to be a superstar he's not trying to be you know um, Tom Cruise he's not trying to be 
what's the what's the what's the actor? He's not trying to be a pretty boy. Right, he's not trying to be any of the pretty boys. He's he's just trying to be an actor. He's not trying to be a superstar. He, he's not trying to be Brad. He Pitt. reminds me of the Phoenixes, Joaquin and right, River. Right, he's in that vein yes. of I'm um, gonna act. He's an actor, and he takes risks. He does he does some very uh, very challenging roles. Because, you know, I remember Call Me By Your Name and, reviewed, and how, yeah. which we reviewed a couple of years ago, which blew my mind. I actually have a copy of it because I was so inspired by his performance. And, and one of my cousins is a big fan of uh, Timothy, uh, yeah. you know, Jalen. And um, oh, yeah. so I was just like, um, it's something about his, his performances that he always brings it. And I think to tie him in with Zendaya, who's also on that trajectory, and I feel like she Completely. she will definitely be doing those kinds of, more of that kind of stuff too. Because after we reviewed her film a couple of months ago. Uh, Malcolm Emery. Malcolm Emery. She's that kind of actress too. Yeah. And she's not just a pretty face. No. And she's not just a, a glamour queen because she's already getting all kind of recognition for her her work on the runway and all her yeah. fashion choices, but she's also a talented actress. So I'm looking forward to seeing where she's going to go in her career as we move past this. And I know that the second part is going to blow her role up even more. Yeah, it makes it bigger. And so, and, and you know what? Another thing, Jason Momoa. Yes. Jason Momoa stepped outside of his comfort zone in this film. He was not just, you know... Um, superhero type you know he wasn't you know sand and sandals you know kind of hero he was he actually had some depth to him there was some character in him there was obviously a relationship between him and and the the he trained um paul right he trained timothy's paul character. With timothy's character and he was close to the father and there was obviously a relationship there and you felt it it wasn't some it wasn't some cartoon character type he wasn't just allegiant to right. the to the family because he was a soldier he believed in them right in some regard and you and it and it delivered because he wasn't a, a huge character in this piece but how he performed it and yeah. and what you got from that performance you knew you knew automatically what kind of person that his character was supposed to be you that you got that right away and like for example the other um What's the other pre the 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 woman the older woman who we just oh Charlotte Rampling Charlotte Rampling she was the queen mother when she pops into a scene and hell I didn't even know who she was but I knew she was nobody to fuck with you know what I mean she was always like yeah right you you knew right away it was like oh 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 she's in the room now you better listen to what she has to say and even big dude that Reverend Mother and even the big dude I was just like what is happening Harkening. Right, so it was very and, um, the, and the the Baron, the sister, black girl, black woman who was running things out in the desert. Yes, she was fired too, and I'm just like, see, this is the kind of thing when you when you talk about character development, you knew what was going on with these people, and and it wasn't even about their names, and, and you know, but you knew when they stepped into a scene what their roles were. Right, and it was very clear, and it was just like, okay. I might not even and, and see because there's in 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 these kind of sci-fi tales there's a lot of backstory. So, yeah. but the Which fact that they did with narration right. in the proper way, right? So they narrated the piece to shorten the film, knowing that they would chop it in half. They narrated it. 
to get us out the step. So it's like all they gave us all this exhibit ex help me. Exposition. Thank you. They gave me all this ex all this gave us all this exposition at the beginning to situate us in the universe, to align us with what the story was about the families. Right. And then they went from there. It was really no more than not even a half an hour's worth of exposition. And then we took off on our own. Right. Right. You and, know. And so I thought I thought that was done very well in comparison to what we got. <laughs> I'm the heart of their fault. Right. Well, you know, I think one and I and I even said it to you out loud and I have and I'm sure people are gonna come at me for this too, but I think that this telling of Dune is doing everything that the all these new reincarnations of Star Wars wants to do. Because I think that it just doesn't it just doesn't deliver. And and um this one this one was entertaining right. to me and I and once again I was up at seven o'clock in the morning to to catch this film and to watch it and get some some real good detail from it just because I wanted to be prepared for this show. And the fact that I was able to be up at seven o'clock in the morning and watch this three hour film tells and I was engaged in it the whole time without coffee yeah. um tells you that you know it, it was something to watch because it was beautiful to watch like I, I could not take my eyes off the yeah, screen it was very beautiful. because I didn't know what I was going to see next the way the ships were and that that dragon uh, fly ship yeah they had a ship that looked like a dragon fly which is also adds to to art direction right. and the characters they 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 created it took me back to my my um sci-fi geekdom of wanting to build the ships as a kid you know and just create that that universe because and the universe wasn't so overwrought like there wasn't those weird characters that you always get in, in star wars right. where there's some kind of strange creature they didn't waste time with that and, and and try to create some weird universe of weird characters it was just like okay this is cool these these people live in the desert okay they got some blue eyes but they still humanoid like and and you know I I was able they were to human. deal with that. They were the oppressed people of the right. of but the film, know. and they were used to to help gather the spices that right. the Harkonnens the blacks. Made their, pretty much what that the Harkonnens made their money off of because yep, they had them in like a variety of different like ethnicities. I'll call but, them the poor. Let's go but there. They were definitely I I'm gonna call them the oppressed because they were used as slaves in a sense. The underprivileged. Um, and so. It, it bothers me that I can't find their name. Um, Wasn't it something with a D? I'm not 100%. But, you know, the, this film takes off a little bit from where the other film right. um, began. And so it's like, in the, in the original film, and, and I'm not here to compare the original to this one. Right. Because, it's one, totally different experience. it's a totally different experience. Two, totally different director. David Lynch yes. and Denis are two completely different mm-hmm. guys. They see things two completely different yep. ways. And I mean, uh, the Timothy uh, Chalamet of his time Chalamet, yes. was was uh, Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin, and I'm and so sorry because I could not remember his name. Virginia Madsen plays his yes. sister, who we will see in part two, yes. who is uh, Princess Arulan. Right. Um, and the mother was uh, Francesca Anise. Right. And so on and so forth. Um, there were lots of people in the original, like Brad Dorf and Sting and Linda Hunt. Oh, and yeah. Um, yeah, it had a different look. Everett to McGill it too. and Kenneth Mc, 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 McMillan, who played Baron Vladimir Harkonnen. And in this one, it was Stalin Skarsgård. He was a, a deformed. 
Um, Baron, who had suffered, I'm a, I, if I can remember correctly, he suffered from being out there for so long. Right. He suffered some sort of illness that affects his spine, and so he uses a device to make him float. Right. I will say this. I really wish Denis would have kept the, the gross look that the Baron had in the original because it made his character so much more despicable. Mm-hmm. I wasn't disgusted by this guy at all. He came out with some swampy-ass water, and that was the most disgusting thing he had. Like, you know, I wanted to be disgusted by him, you know? Like, bleh. You know, but whatever. This is what we got. So, <laughs> though he and Batista played well, um, I think we'll see more of them in the second. Yeah, And we'll sure. see where that leads. For um, sure. But I, I liked it, and I think in its comparison, I mean, uh, maybe we... You know, it's, it's the COVID. And but it's already been maybe greenlit. we would have had someone who, who yeah, knew more about Doom to give us. It's already been greenlit, so it'll happen. Oh, yeah, for the second. I mean, second it, it just will take a little bit because COVID and they didn't actually uh, shoot the film directly after. But, um, I mean, I think that this was pretty good. And yeah. uh, it was entertaining. It will not bore you. It is three hours long. So make right. make the time and space. And if you want to watch it on uh, HBO Max, you need to hurry because there's only going to be a few more days of it yeah. by the time this airs. Um, so get in there and, and get to see it. But I would I would actually recommend that you actually see it on the big screen because it's it's something really beautiful to see. That you see it on the big screen. Yeah, for sure. Um, they're called the Freeman. Yes, that's what they were called. Um, mm, interesting. They were. They were indigenous people of the, of the uh, universe. Achilles Ak- mm-hmm. was the planet. Right. They were the indigenous people of the Achilles, mm-hmm. and so, um, I think I think you will all really enjoy it. I think it 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 lasted as long as it did, and it really brought you into a universe that I think a lot of us are not familiar with, mm-hmm. or don't remember because that was I mean, doing a, long time a ago. million years ago. Um, and I think its length is, is, um, not disappointing, but its length is discouraging. Because people get scared of those three hours. People get scared of those three hour films. It is not the Dune of old. It will keep you entertained. And I've had several friends who were like, my boyfriend went to watch it. So I watched it and actually liked it. (laughs) (laughs) And they were like, uh, or, you know, or my girlfriend went to watch it and actually liked it. And they, they sat back and, and watched it. It was really interesting. Uh, Josh Brolin was really good in it, too, as the gunny. Um, Josh Brolin is that motherfucker. Yeah, gurney He Halleck. has been in so many movies and so good at them. Yeah, action was really great. The, the imagery was stunning. Mm-hmm. They just had these really great moments of grand space and really good sense of composition. Right. I, I think... I think uh, there's a joke going around that Denis has a thing about rockets in open spaces going up and coming down. <laughs> That's his porn, I guess. I don't know, but they looked amazing in this. He right. did the same thing in Blade Runner. It's just big open spaces with great, beautiful imagery. Um, scientific, beloved scientific stories that we, sci-fi stories that we did not read the books for, but really liked the movies. Yep. So I... Would hope that you would give this a shot. What do you have to lose? HBO Max or catching the movies. 
And I'm I'm definitely gonna give it the the four out of the five because I, I enjoy. I'll it. give it the four out and of the five. The only reason I'm giving it the four instead of the five is the fact that I got to watch another part of a movie because I'm not a fan of these part one, part two kind yeah. of things. Yeah, I I understand. I think I think it's definitely worth it, and it's worth the um, it's worth the. It's worth the comeback, mm-hmm. it seems. I think it will be... If this is anything near to what the old one was, the new one will be a great yeah. a great welcome. Right, for sure. A great conclusion, rather, I should say. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Really, really hope you check it out. Yeah. I liked it. I feel like I wish I had more in-depth for you. Well, it's because we went so crazy on that. We went so thing. crazy on the Things fall apart fall. or the harder they fall or Things falling from hell Ooh, or be disrespectful. falling to hell. or. And wish- listen, also I want to say this. I know y'all, some of y'all out there and y'all feelings, and you want to snatch people black cars because we ain't dying on the cross yeah, for harder they fall. But if I don't give you the realness, if I don't give you the truth, you I'm not just going right? I'm just not going to fall. We're not a monolith. Not right. everybody is R. Kelly. Oh, are and we not everybody a Are we really is, not a monolith? Yeah, we're not a monolith. Are you sure? Because I'm not R. Kelly we're not and you're not Obama. The, we're not all supposed to think I'm the same I'm not Michelle. Way? Really? You're not Oprah? I'm definitely not Queen Latifah. I wish I had money. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> you know, I just think that we we have to we have to leave space for creative analysis mm-hmm. and critiques, and just because people are black, don't mean I have to support them. We don't. No. Well, damn. You don't think so? Oh hell. I mean, you know, I don't think should so. Should I? No. no. <laughs> I don't that. give a damn. We don't like we don't like Tyler Perry, and we're proud of, of it. it. I'll tell everybody, including Bring him. Bring it. I'm actually on the. I'm waiting on the day that Twitter I Twitter fingers be damned. <laughs> Bring it. You, you know, I don't really like you. And so I, just want I you mean, to you know. fucking up our whole shit. You right. fucking up imagery. You right. fucking up sexuality. You fucking up the imagery of the black woman, the black man, the black family. Right. I don't care about that buffoonery shit. You walking around here with all these silly ass jokes. <laughs> but guess who's not doing it now? You so busy trying. You know, and people Bye. know I don't like Harpo's. So it's, it's just one of those. Yeah. I'm sorry, a.k.a. Oprah. But, you know, I'm glad she gets her interviews. But, you know, it is what it is. But, hey, I mean, good luck to I them. Mean, Oprah? Good. I know, I don't. But you know, Tawana, it's been it's been quite a year. We got through the, we got through the pandemic. We've we been, got through the pandemic. We've been living through it, and uh, been you living. Know, we, since we're going to take a little break for the holiday, yes, it's going to be good to come back in January with with a whole new scheme of things and a whole bunch of films to watch. And hopefully, the pandemic will be in a good place, and we'll be able to go out and celebrate with some film festivals and some bourbon and wine yes, and beer return, festivals too. They're coming back. So all that's going to happen. So and, folks, um, be safe. Be wear safe your mask and be ready. And be ready for, you know, for our next this, steps. That's right. Well, we were so glad to have you here. Absolutely. And if you like this episode, please be sure to like, share, and follow us on all our social media platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. That's right. And Spotify. And don't be afraid to like it. Don't be afraid to like it. Even when your friends say, these people are crazy. Hashtag. (laughs) Make sure you use the hashtag, which is BBM Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Don't get swift with the tongue, because I do too. (laughs) Twitter fingers. You know, having a Drake. and. Let me stop. Anyway, thanks for being here. That's right. Thanks to everybody. We enjoyed the year. Thanks, Chauncey. Feel better, Alex. 
Yes, yes, yes. Alex, we love you. Take care. This is Beer Bourbon. And the movie. And the movie.